You heard you could save big when you bundle home and auto with Progressive, so you went online to check it out. But then you saw a link for a survey about which type of bread you are. And now you're on question 17, barely scratching the surface of your bread identity. You always thought of yourself as a brioche, but are you actually more of a pumpernickel? Ah, yes. They said it was easy to save money bundling with Progressive, but they forgot about the rest of the Internet. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi, I'm Dhamini and you're listening to Gender Question. Here, we will look at an issue that's in the news using the lens of gender. The idea is to take a blind spot and throw some light on it. I spoke to Kester probably about five minutes before going on the call to you. So it's extraordinary. Um, she's pumped, Kester is pumped up. She's going to take the fight on. She's absolutely not um, in any way diminished in her zeal to fight by both world athletics and for the right of herself and for the right of other human beings and particularly women runners. Besides the fight in legal courts and legal forums, um, she will use advocacy together with her own strategic thinking behind the events that she runs. So we have launched Operation Run Free, hashtag Run Free, which will be supported by our Human Rights Commission here in South Africa, as well as the Gender Commission. So we are very much alive. We are not thwarted in our, in our beliefs. We are not thwarted by the judgment. And we are not certainly not thwarted by a Swiss Federal Supreme Court. On September 8, 29-year-old South African track field athlete, Castor Semenya, lost an appeal in a case that pertains to one of the most significant issues of our times today, the right to self-identify one's gender and the slippery slope called science that one faces each time one tries. Castor, a double Olympic champion in the 800-meter category, had appealed at the Swiss Supreme Court against a set of regulations put out by the International Association of Athletics Federations, which is the IAAF, because to follow it would have meant medicating herself for her naturally occurring blood testosterone levels in order to compete. This is what her lawyer, Gregory Knott, told me. I mean, the fundamental belief is that that is how she's born and and that's what she is made up of. So she's then told to surgically intervene or, or, or diminish testosterone when that's who she is. So are men told to do the same? Uh, it, 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 it defies belief. I mean, she's told to go along and do X, Y, and Z by a body primarily made up of men. I think it's extraordinary. And we don't know medically what the repercussions are. Custer would be almost a guinea pig in this regard. This regulation came into force after Castor's plea was dismissed by the Court of Arbitration for Sport, or CAS, last May. Castor Semenya and ASA requested that the DSD regulations be declared null and void. By majority, the CAS panel has dismissed the request for arbitration, considering that Castor Semenya and ASA were unable unable to establish that the DSD regulations were invalid. The panel found that the DSD regulations are discriminatory 
but the majority of the panel found that on the basis of the evidence submitted by the parties in the procedure, such discrimination is a necessary, reasonable and proportionate means of achieving the IWF's objective of preserving the integrity of female athletics in some track events of international competitions that is from 400 meter to one mile. That's what Matthew Reeb, the Secretary General of CAS, announced after the CAS had rejected Castor's challenge against the IAAF rules. The CAS judges even called the regulation discriminatory, but said it was necessary. The judges ruled two to one that, quote, on the basis of the evidence submitted by the parties, such discrimination is a necessary, reasonable and proportionate means of achieving the IAAF's aim of preserving the integrity of female athletics in restricted events. End quote. So what is this regulation exactly? The IAAF, now known as World Athletics, refers to this regulation as eligibility regulations for female classification. Not participation, mind you, given that this is a body that regulates sporting events, but classification. This set of regulations aims to lay down unequivocally who fits into the category of an elite female athlete and who doesn't. The World Athletics also refers to this as the DSD regulations. DSD refers to differences of sex development. And this is how they classify someone who falls under the category. Someone who is legally female or intersex and who has one of a certain number of specified DSDs, which includes having a circulating testosterone in the male range, which is 7.7 to 29.4 nanomoles per liter, and not in the female range of 0.06 to 1.68 nanomoles per liter, and that this person is also androgen sensitive, which is to say that their body is capable of using this testosterone. Put simply, any athlete who identifies as a woman and participates in the female category of specific international sporting events, such as the track races between 400 meters and one mile, would be required to have a blood testosterone level of below five nanomoles per liter. If they don't, they would need to medicate themselves to lower it, either through injection or surgical intervention, at least six months before any competitive event. So, as per this regulation and this particular international sporting body, five nanomoles per liter is the highest level that any healthy woman with ovaries would possess of circulating testosterone in their I blood. I think the very first part is about human dignity. Um, isn't that really one of the main cruxes about your dignity, about that, you know, if I were to go and compete somewhere and they say, well, Greg, you've got to go and do X, Y, and Z before you com compete. I mean, my own dignity would be affronted. It's offensive. Then there, are the, then there are human rights economy, the human rights to earn your professional income in the way that you should be able to earn it. Um, there's human rights in regard to, to uh, association human rights in terms of just the being that you are. It, it's, it's so fundamental, to be honest with you. It, 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 it goes to each one of, 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 of the rights that one would, one would expect to be respected. Now, according to World Athletics, evidence to date indicates that track events of distances between 400 meters to one mile is where the most performance-enhancing benefits of 
circulating testosterone can be obtained. So this regulation, according to them, is actually a humane approach because it allows DSD athletes to compete in the gender with which they identify as, well, at least as far as possible. Just not track events between 400 meters and one mile in international competitions like world championships and the Olympics. What's more, World Athletics has very clearly said that their health and science department will keep these regulations under review. But you see, that's the rub of it. Scientific evidence is often used as the last word on contentious issues. Till, of course, more evidence comes along which refutes an earlier postulation. And this may well be the scientific method, hypothesize, prove and disprove. But no one can separate science from dominant ideologies of the time. Take for example homosexuality. It was only in 1990, 30 years ago, that the World Health Organization finally stated that homosexuality is not deviant. In the previous centuries alone, science has held that Africans are inferior to the white race. Women do not possess the same intellectual capacity as men. Jews are inferior to the Aryan race. Science may well have disproved this now, but these scientific postulations sanctioned the slavery of black people, colonization, subjugation of women, and the Holocaust. In a previous episode of this podcast, we actually spoke of how LGBT folk are subjected to conversion therapy, a pseudo-scientific method which purports to cure homosexuality. Now, the point here is not to discard science, but to recognize that science is also subject to the prejudices of our times. Right. Now, the argument that many make is, what about women whose circulating blood testosterone level is less than 5 nanomoles per litre? Is it fair to them that Castor, whose blood testosterone level is higher, should compete with them? How does one create a level playing field for them? Now, a common argument that has been made to counter this is to take other naturally occurring advantages, like the arm span of Michael Phelps or the height of Michael Jordan, and ask whether a range shouldn't exist in swimming or basketball in order to make it a level playing field for other sportsmen. And that's actually not a bad argument after all. In fact, it's something that Gregory brought up too. We understand the arguments. We understand the cry for human fairness and, and fair play. Having said that, again, it, they, they discuss a proportionality. I don't know where you get into proportion. I mean, it's in a woman's race and she has particular testosterone, which, which is part of her makeup. So a very fundamental response to that is Custer is a woman and she should compete in a woman's race. But the larger issue here is how are we envisioning a level playing field for women track athletes? Thanks to these regulations, the vision involves defining what it means to be a woman. They may not refer to it as that. They may not call it that on the face of it. Um, they will use terms like DSD, for instance. Hmm? Uh, but at the end of the day, there is a very clear distinction that is being made. This classificatory approach is really just about pitting one set of women with lower androgen levels in their body against another set with higher androgen levels in their body. The presence of naturally occurring hormones cannot be the basis of penalizing anybody. And in the great effort to create a level playing field for women alone, mind you, that's exactly what's happening. 
In our next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about what these rules looked like in 2014 when an 18-year-old runner from Odisha challenged them at CAS and won. Stay tuned. If you have any questions, do reach out to me at the Red Dhamini on Twitter. You can also leave your feedback at HT Smartcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Bye. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.